Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. One of my friends asked me a question. So she was reading a book that was talking about different forms of deliverance. And at one point, maybe the woman was describing a list of objects that you might want to make sure you don't have in your house. So I'm sure some of them would have been really obvious things like Ouija boards, but one of them was if you have an obsession with turtles and this linked back to perhaps some form of Egyptian God or something like that. And this particular friend loves turtles and said, I have a, I have a nice collection of turtles. Like I like them. They're steady. They keep moving forward. They're faithful and they're, they don't have a lot of natural enemies And hearing that description, I was like, oh, this is a very good description of this person. Like, no wonder (laughs) this is, you just have an affinity for this, this animal, which is a lovely thing. You know, it's beautiful. And so the question though was, I don't want to be allowing something in my house or in my life if there's going to be some form of spiritual oppression associated with that. And so if I need to get rid of them, then let me get rid of them. And how would I go about doing that? So this is such a beautiful question. I I love the heart of saying, how can I be as faithful as possible to the the gifts that the Lord has given me? So a couple of thoughts around this. First of all, knowing this person, I do not think that there's any real worry about an obsession with turtles. I think we can enjoy God's creation and have an affinity for different things even without being obsessed. (laughs) So I say that having been someone who sewed Barbie clothes throughout middle school and then gave my entire Barbie collection away because I thought that would make me more holy or something. I mean, like gave it to Goodwill. It was one of those things in retrospect. You're like, what was I thinking? But that desire for holiness is real. So it's a beautiful desire. In this case, though, I don't think that that is going to be necessary. And I, I was asking Bob about this, you know, so if I were going to respond, I would say, I don't think that this is actually a problem in your life. You would probably know if it was, it could be, you want to pray over your collection and say, I don't know the origin of all of these things. So is there anything here that maybe came from a place where they were not creating these, these little turtles out of a clean and pure spirit? And And then just say, like, Lord, is there anyone that is highlighted as something that I need to get rid of? And and if not, then keep it with joy. Or if so, then if there's one or two that need to go, then you're like, okay, that's totally fine. Hallelujah that I have an increase in discernment. And so Bob had this kind of pause and he said, you know, this is a hard question for me to answer. And I leaned in like, what is he going to say next? And then he said, as the former president of the Turtle Club. (laughs) So when he was a child, he lived near the Potomac and some other little rivulets or something. And so they would go and catch turtles. And he was the president of the Turtle Club when he was seven. So anyway, rather than recuse himself from this particular discussion, however, he basically just said, yeah, I agree with you. This is... Uh, having read some of the works by this particular author, he said, I'm not intentionally trying to disagree or pick a fight or say I know more, but I know when I read 
some of those things, it, my spirit didn't bear witness. So uh, he also had the interesting point that if we tried to reject uh, liking animals of any sort, if there's so many that have been used in worship inappropriately throughout the ages, you know, we were, we started to list them like, okay, well, you couldn't like bears and you couldn't like cats and you couldn't like panthers, which I guess are a big form of cat, but uh, you couldn't like rabbits, <laughs> fertility cult. And, and so the reality is though, I, I think my cats are lovely without needing to worship them or have an obsession with them. And so there's a level of saying we actually do just get to celebrate the things of the Lord and, and move forward without fear. He also gave the example of uh, Dr. Derek Prince, who is or was a lovely, godly man. And when you listen to his teachings on YouTube, you just think, oh my goodness, this is amazing teaching. And yet he had a really strong belief against acupuncture, and I'm sure he would have had a strong belief against homeopathy. And yet for many believers, those are just a form of energy healing and since we know from Einstein that matter is actually energy, <laughs> or like that the two are very closely related, they kind of can, anyway, that is not actually a concern in the same way. So it is possible for people to have beloved mentors that we just don't agree with in every point while still honoring them and uh, blessing them for the, the forerunner work that they have done. Um. Oh, Lord Jesus, was there one other thing that I wanted to say about that? Yes. So the the other thing, I wanted to give an example from my own life around how your spirit might bear witness to an object that needs to go. So I was an English and humanities major in college. And at one point, I invited the head of the humanities department over for dinner. So at that season, my husband and I were... We sought to have somebody come over every week. That was just part of our hospitality practice in early marriage. And she probably had sent me a thank you note. And it was a thank you card with maybe Athena on a vase, like an ancient Greek illustration. And it was so beautiful. And I was like, oh my goodness, I feel so loved and cared for. And I framed it and I put it on my wall. And it was just a lovely memory of a delightful evening. Well, some years later, I was reading a book about how the Greek stories are, or you can make the argument that they are actually the Christian biblical stories, but told from the other side. (laughs) So if you think about, well, the example that they gave was you have Athena who sprang out of Zeus's head and who loved wisdom and whose symbol was the snake. And So this author was making the point that this could be a picture of Eve who comes from God himself and yet sides with the serpent and wants and craves wisdom. And so in that case, you think, oh, Athena is kind of the heroine, like hooray, hooray. But that would be the perspective of the serpent instead of the perspective of God. And I was like, wait a minute, Athena's symbol is the snake? I always thought it was the owl. And I went and I looked at my picture and sure enough, I had never noticed this, but there was Athena and she had a giant snake right next to her. And when I saw that, I thought, okay, I can't have that in my house anymore. Like that needs to now, 
I don't think I burned it. I think I just threw it away. But it was like, yep, now that I have come into a little bit of greater revelation, or I know a little bit more, I cannot handle having that snake there as the symbol of wisdom. Ooh, ooh, it's giving me chills even thinking about it. And so in that case, that was then, I'm not going to say it was a joy to throw it away, but it was, there was no question, if that makes sense. It was like, of course, this is going away because I don't want it in my house. And so I, I truly believe that if you ask the Lord, is there anything here that I'm not supposed to have that he would highlight to you anything that needed to go? (laughs) So anyway, this is just another one in a series of messages around, I guess, deliverance, around exorcism, around really seeking to live a pure and upright life in this present world. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you guide us and direct us. Thank you that you give us wisdom and clarity. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we ask that we would be wise in the choices that we make and that you would give us both the freedom to live with a full celebration of the whole world that you've created and of all of your good works. Lord, thank you. (laughs) I think about how if you ask somebody like, what's your favorite dog or what's your favorite animal that what they say is often such an indicator of who they are as a person and why. And you're like, oh, I understand why you would like that. That makes total sense. And so Lord, I, I love that we're different. I love that we have variation. I love that that you give us different facets of yourself. And so Lord, I pray that as we go through the world, that we would recognize when there's something that's a little bit off, that you would increase our discernment. And in the meantime, thank you, Lord, that you are so gracious and kind and that you guide us at the right time. We give you praise in your precious name. Amen.